Last week, Art Basel took over Miami. There were a party, there were music, there was drugs, there was art, and there were NFTs. It seemed like pretty much every activation event was either some sort of crypto or NFT event. NFTs have gone mainstream, and whether you like it or not, they are here to stay. The current application that we see NFTs a lot in is art, pictures of pixelated people and apes that are selling for millions of dollars. What we're seeing now with art is really just the tip of the iceberg with NFTs. And as marketers, it's really important that we understand not only the future impact, but the current impact NFTs are having on our industry. Because I promise you, what we see with art is only the beginning and it's gonna have a dramatic impact on our industry. So in this video, we're gonna talk about six real life use cases of brands applying NFTs and the different ways that they're applying NFTs and then walking you through how to understand them, how to leverage them, and how to build them into your marketing frameworks for the next 10 years. Let's get into the video. If you consider yourself an expert in NFTs, you might want to skip this video. This video is really built for people who have seen NFTs everywhere, who are on the fence about their applicability, their future, or even just understanding what they are. And what I want to try and do here is explain to you in the simplest way possible what NFTs are and why are they so important to us as marketers, not us as collectors or us as investors, but to us as marketers, because the technology that's running these NFTs and also the human psychology that's driving up the value at insane prices is something that we have to understand if we're gonna be successful going forward over the next 10 years. Because I promise you, in 10 years, what we are doing today on a daily basis is not even gonna be the same thing. We're gonna be working on a completely different internet, completely different social networks if they even exist. And we have to understand the technology, but also how we as humans are interacting with this technology because we as humans are ultimately the X factor in everything marketing. We always want to understand our customers. We want to understand their pain points. We want to understand what drives and motivates them and the psychological cues that we can pull from this. And then if T's can be seen for hundreds of years, just through human behavior. But specifically in this video, I'm going to give you a quick overview of what NFTs, why they're so popular, and why we as marketers should be aware. I'm going to breeze through this as quickly as possible because, again, this is not an NFT education, how to make money off NFTs, how to invest in NFTs, or even how to create NFTs. What I really want to get to here is the meat of use cases because, to me, examples and context always drives home the importance of concepts that are difficult to understand. So I'm gonna show you examples of how NFTs are currently being used in the marketing space by some of the world's biggest brands, and also what are some future glimpses of what NFTs use for in the coming years. In order to fully understand NFTs, we have to understand web one, web two, and web three. It's a very simple and helpful diagram that just shows the evolution of the web as we know it. So in the beginning, when we had dial-up and AOL and instant messenger, I remember those like that was yesterday, back in sixth grade, Rye Rye Bum Bum, that was my screen name. I thought I was the coolest dude in the world. But anywho, this was essentially web 1.0. Text-based graphics, flash, you remember that, very, very basic internet. And you can see how these bubbles too, they overlap because they don't just die out right away. It's a gradual die out of web one as web two began to pick up. So we saw on web two our blogs, videos, wikis, podcast sharing, but really most importantly, this is basically social networking, right? This is where we are right now with social media conglomerates that are dominating the web and have really created monopolies that run not only our businesses, but our day-to-day -day lives. Web three is all about building a decentralized internet. That means taking power away from these conglomerates, these corporations. The internet was supposed to be for people, a completely democratized platform that allowed us to essentially do whatever we want. But because of these companies coming in and dominating the web, they essentially control everything that goes on for what we see. Now, I'm not gonna get into any sort of conspiracy theories here or anything in politics, but we saw this play out with things like COVID, with things like the election. It's a whole, Web3 is really built to combat that. 
So what we're talking about with Web3 here, and this is where NFTs fit in. We're talking about things like VR. We're talking about things like the metaverse, the blockchain, crypto. This is where Web3 lives, a completely decentralized internet. And that concept of being decentralized is critical to understanding NFTs and how they function. Because at the core of this, what we're really talking about with NFTs is being able to give credit to the creator of the piece of art or the NFT and be able to track ownership of that piece of content all the way through and also credit those from a monetary point of view so the originator can get created. When we look at something like even as simple as a meme in Web2, somebody creates a meme, takes a screenshot of it, posts it and gets credit for it. That cannot happen in Web3 and with the technology that NFTs are built on. So NFTs live in the Web3 world. And when we talk about NFTs, it specifically means non-fungible token. And essentially what non-fungible means is that it's unique and cannot be replaced with something else. So if we look at an example, Bitcoin is fungible. If you trade one Bitcoin for another, you'll have the same thing. However, if we're talking about a one-of-a-kind trading card or an NFT graphic, if you will, it's non-fungible. If you traded it for a different card, you'd have something completely different. And that's really the power of the blockchain which NFTs are built on because the blockchain stores who the original owner is or who owns that asset, who created it, and it tracks it all the way down. So you can see how many times that NFT switched hand, the price that was paid for it, and how it's grown over time. And a really important concept for you to understand is that even though it's a digital asset, a digital token, that NFT is that it could represent ownership of a physical product or good. So we talk about something like a Rolex, right? Something that's constantly ripped off, being resold, fakes all over the place. It's really hard to track the ownership without a piece of paper. And some of these pieces of jewelry are dozens of years old. How can you really track that? But when it comes to having an NFT, a token that proves that that piece of physical good is real, it's verified, that in itself has a tremendous amount of value to the landscape that we already operate in. Which segues perfectly into my next point, which is understanding why NFTs are so hot right now. This is Google Trends. I mean, look, this is just in the last year. Look at the explosion of interest over time of NFTs. Because what you have to understand here is this is not just about pictures. This is not just about art. This is not just about anything that I talked about. Really what this is about is understanding human psychology and why we do things and why we buy and why we choose to spend $3,000 for something that in theory is only worth $300. And the first thing I wanna talk about here is the concept of value, right? So we look at something like a Louis Vuitton handbag. They sell for about $5,000. Does it cost $5,000 because the materials and the products are worth that much more than what it costs to make a $500 handbag? No, not really. What it comes down to is the value that we as humans place on certain items. It's about the logo and it's about the brand. And it's not just Louis Vuitton. It's about how it makes us feel. It's about how we as humans choose to communicate with the outside world about ourselves and about our status. And that's really what it comes down to, status. Status is one of the most important psychological cues when it comes to marketing. If you can understand this concept and why people buy based on status, then a lot of things in life are gonna make sense to you. I don't collect designer bags, but I do love sneakers. Nike's actually my favorite brand. And as much as I try and avoid this, it's happening right now. The sweatshirt right here, there's a logo right here that says Kith. This actual sweatshirt, sure, it's a great fit, it's comfortable, it's very high quality material, but if you take this logo off this, it goes from a $300 sweatshirt down to a $50 sweatshirt. Why did I pay more? Admittedly, because of this logo here. It's because of how we choose to communicate with humans. It's the same thing with Nike. If you love Nike sneakers, if you rip that swoosh off the side, would you still wear them? Would you still pay $300 for those sneakers? No, you probably wouldn't. Actually, no, you definitely wouldn't. And that's what we're seeing with NFTs, but this takes it one step further. And here's a perfect analogy that I love to use. So my wife and I, we bought a house a year and a half ago, renovated it, spent a ton of time and energy on it. How many people have actually come over to our house? After we had our housewarming party, not that many people have really come over to our house. 
We spent all this time and money and energy filling our house with things. Essentially, you do it, yeah, because you love it, but it's really to impress others. Let's just call it what it is. If nobody ever comes over to your house and nobody ever sees your house, are you really going to spend that much more money on a piece of furniture that no one's going to see aside from you? Depending on who you are as a person, probably not. However, what do people do instead? They take pictures of it. They post it on Instagram. I could make that argument that that picture is way more important to somebody than the actual physical goods and products being in their house. And that's what we're moving into now. That's what you have to understand. People are literally paying to rent a fake jet that is based off of a movie scene just to take pictures on it. They don't care about the experience of going on a private jet anymore. They care about the perceived image of themselves being on a private jet to others. So when we talk about NFTs and the value of these NFTs, yeah, no one's ever going to see it in your house. You're never probably going to display this as a piece of art in your house where no one can see it. However, where do we spend most of our time? Oops. <laughs> we spend it here in our phones. So if we can display that to other people and people see that inherently and they say, oh, that's a crypto punk. That's worth a certain amount. Or that's a board eight. That's worth a certain amount. What does it do? It elevates your status and you're reaching a lot more people. So it's happening a lot faster and it's happening at scale. And you're able to join these communities to elevate your status within that. So yeah, when you see somebody buying something for a hundred thousand dollars and putting it as their Twitter profile pick, that's exactly what's happening here. And this is the concept that you have to understand with why NFTs are so hot right now. So one of the questions I know that you're having now is can't people just screenshot them? Absolutely. But that's also the power of the blockchain because we're able to see and verify the actual owner of it with no debate. The easiest way to understand this, and I'm sure you probably heard this before, is the Mona Lisa, right? Millions of people have pixel perfect replicas hanging in their home, but everyone who sees it knows what? They know that it's fake, right? They know that's not the original because the original's in the Louvre. So why do they have it? Well, it's a lot about what we just talked about here in terms of people paying for things that have perceived value that elevate their status, that they can associate themselves with. So yeah, when we talk about the ability to just screenshot it, when people sit there and snicker and laugh, it just tells me that if that's you sitting there being like, you can just screenshot it, this is stupid. You don't understand what's happening now and you need to watch this video more than anyone else because NFTs really become the only way to verify a purchase. And I promise you in 10 years, everything that you buy will come with an NFT, whether that's a concert ticket, whether that's a receipt from toothpaste, all this stuff, it's going to be directly into our, I can't even call it a phone because in 10 years, it's probably just going to be something that's chipped into our body. But everything that we buy, everything that we purchase is going to run seamlessly through this technology, through the blockchain, because it's just way more effective. In 10 years, we're going to look back and be like, damn, people actually gave a paper receipt. Like what did we do with those aside from polluting the earth? <laughs> How did you know it wasn't a fake? How'd you know it was real? This is, the, this is what the technology is going to do to how we operate and how we think and how we flow throughout the world. This is another one that I just talked about too, right? Who cares about the digital token, the NFT, when I have the real product? Well, like I just said, when it comes to today's world, in the future world, way more people are going to be spending their time online. And I say this all the time with content marketing. It's not about doing it. It's about consumption, right? Why create content if no one's going to consume it? Why am I going to spend two days making this video if no one's going to consume it? Am I going to be stubborn and be like, I have to give this as an in-person presentation? Or am I going to post it on YouTube where tens of thousands of people will see it a lot faster with a lot less effort? That's where we're moving, guys. So this isn't just a shift in technology. It's an exposure of human behavior as a whole, just like how social media has exposed us in so many ways, right? People want to blame Facebook for being racist, but it's not Facebook. The algorithm itself isn't racist. It's you that's racist. It's you that's selecting that content and training the algorithm to do that. NFTs are doing the exact same thing. It's a hype train. People see something, they want to be a part of it. They think it's cool. It's a way to communicate to the outside world. You might be sitting there rolling your eyes, but I am telling you, this is some of the most impactful and most marketing psychology that you can have. People want to be cool. They want to fit in. They want to feel like they're a part of something. 
And NFTs are doing that right now at scale. So that's why we're seeing them so hot right now. But this is also not the future of NFTs. This is just the application that we're seeing now. And that's why, again, it's so important that you watch this video because if you sit there just rolling your eyes, seeing these kids spending all this money on something that you can't understand, you're missing the bigger picture here. It's not about the art. It's about what's happening behind the art in terms of the technology and the psychology that we're seeing at scale. Now I can get off my soapbox a little bit and we can start talking about some real life use cases of brands using NFTs in their marketing right now. So use case number one is what I call the mint, right? And minting refers to a process of turning a digital file into a crypto collectible or digital asset on the Ethereum blockchain. Essentially what this means is that you're creating an NFT and minting is the process of essentially making it official. And literally anybody can go to a website and upload a picture of themselves and make it an NFT. So brands like Adidas, Budweiser, Twitter, man, and so many more. I mean, everyone's jumping on this uh, to create their NFT drops. See here, Adidas sold over more than 22 million in, F in NFTs in their first drop. This was just this past week. But most NFTs are most more than just a JPEG. They actually come with a utility, which we're going to talk about more than in a second, right? So with Adidas, you're not just paying for a picture. You're also paying for future access that that token gives you. First-in-line access, events, concerts, um, discounts, uh, even, you know, like you see here, a little character here, they're starting to build video games with these characters in them. You can actually play as that character. There's all sorts of benefits, right? So you're basically buying essentially almost kind of like a little piece of stock in, in Adidas in the future of Adidas and what they're planning on doing. And essentially we're starting to take this transition from web 2.0 into web 3.0 by investing in these NFTs. So just a quick point on minting or dropping an NFT. The key here is yes, it's, democratize. Anybody can log into one of these websites and create an NFT. Obviously, there's a little more that goes into it than that. But the key here is building the hype around it. That's the key between a successful NFT drop and a non-successful one. The reason why Adidas is able to sell 22 million is because Adidas has a massive global audience of fans who love their products and want to be in the Adidas business. If you don't have that kind of reach, then you've got to build a community. So that's where we see the importance of Twitter, all these Discord channels that are popping up, because what these NFT creators are doing is they're trying to build a buzz, market their NFTs to people. So when they drop them, they buy them and the price goes up and they become incredible valuable pieces that people want to invest in and hold and buy and trade after purchase. And I think that's also where a lot of people's confusion comes with this. They look at a crypto puck and see that it's just a pixelated piece of art that pretty much anyone could have drawn. But that's not the point. It's not just about the art. It's about what that art can do in terms of status and then also utility, which we're going to talk about in the coming slides. So it's really hard to look at an NFT and be like, oh, wow, that's a beautiful piece of art. I want to buy it. That's not really how it works. In some cases, yes, absolutely. There are millions of artists who are creating, taking their art and turning it into NFTs just for pure aesthetics and beauty. But the bigger part of that is also the hype. It's also the community and it's also utility that these NFTs can bring after somebody buys and invests in them. So that brings us to use case number two, the community. So what I was just referring to, right? If you want to drop an NFT and make money off it or make it popular or have people buy it, then you've got to have a massive, massive, massive community. So that can come inherently if you're an influencer, if you're a brand, but if you're not, then you've really got to focus on building a community around it, getting people into it, getting them excited about it. And there's a number of ways you can do that. But the primary focus here now is we see it a lot on Twitter. Twitter is probably the number one platform in terms of social network for NFT community, but then also building private Discord channels where people can join, discuss, make deals, and trade them. Now, from a marketing point of view, what we see here with community is not very different to what we see right now. We, as a company, focus on building communities for all of our companies, a Facebook group, a Slack channel. Why? Because we're moving to a cookie-less internet. Web3, the ability to advertise and track people and remarket, it's not going to be there. All that third-party data is going away. 
these monopolized companies companies have really screwed over the public too many times and people have spoken so we're moving away from that which means we are not going to be able to track people all over the internet anymore our advertising is going to be much less effective so what's going to be more important having your own community aka first party data so we can see nfts is kind of the beginning shift to brands focused on building their own communities and providing unique specific value to those communities for people to invest in buy in engage active all the same marketing concepts that we see right now also being applied to nfts and the process of building an nft community is very similar to what we're doing right now in terms of advertising social media bringing influencers building that hype again what i'm trying to get to here too is yes nfts have a very big change in terms of technology culture and social but the concepts for marketing stay the same because at the end of the day people are people so really what we're starting to see here too is is nfts are really forcing brands whether they know it or not to move to this more of this decentralized private web 3 ecosystem where it's going to be much more private it's going to be much more opt-in based we're not just going to be able to put our messaging in front of whoever we want whenever we want we're gonna to have to work to build that first party data and those communities will be a huge part of that so use case number three is what I call the utility. You already heard me talking about this a little bit before. So as the NFT community evolves, what we're seeing a lot more is NFTs coming with utilities or essentially an added benefit to owning that given NFT. So CryptoPunks, which was essentially kind of like the first really, really big and popular project has no utility. That's just all about being part of the CryptoPunks club. I own a CryptoPunk, et cetera, et cetera. But now we're seeing these NFTs communities come with built-in utility. So Bored Apes, which is also one of the most popular NFTs out there, if you own a Bored Ape, you get access to specific parties. You know, in Art Basel, they actually threw a private party. The only way to get into that party was if you had owned a Bored Ape. Top Shot, which is the top creator of NFTs in the NBA and sports space, was giving away NBA Finals tickets if you bought a certain NFT. Traffic Think Tank, which is a tremendous training community for the in the SEO space, uh, gives away tokens for going through a certain completion rate or being a certain level of active in their Slack channel. You get a TTT NFT token, which gives you access to unique content and also specific types of coaching that they offer. So you can see this in the business sense of rewarding people that are going through your stuff through their clients and they're getting an NFT and that NFT is like a badge of honor that they can wear, they can display that and they can also use that to unlock additional value with the company. So our company, the Blueprint Training, we're actually working on a token to be a verified agency. So after you go through and you complete a lot of our training and you've proven yourself and you've, instead of giving somebody a website badge, we're gonna give them a verified agency NFT token that they can display on their website if they choose, but also in their digital wallet, something that cannot be replicated because we see this a lot. We actually tried to roll out this verified agency concept a year and a half ago, but we struggled because people were just taking a screenshot of the badge and they were uploading it to their profile and we were constantly having to tell people to take it down. NFT solves that problem. You can't just take a screenshot of it. If you do, we just ask to see the token or somebody can ask to see the token. So NFTs right away are helping us solve this problem that's plagued us, that we've tried to launch this concept in this, this program within our company, but we haven't been able to but NFTs are giving us the opportunity to do so now. There's also a whole concept in here about gamifying NFTs in the metaverse. Essentially, you know, an example that could be if you buy an NFT drop of characters and then you can play as that character who can unlock special things in games, who can earn crypto. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. This is gonna be a massive, massive part of the utility of it. But this is also where I see brands kind of dipping their toes in at the very, very easiest way to get into NFTs is customer loyalty programs, special access to top customers, 
essentially just rolling a lot of the marketing that they're doing now and rolling it into NFTs. Use case number four is the smart contract. And this is much more on the technology side of things. And this is really where NFTs are going. So a lot of you who do not believe in the art side of NFTs or the trading and all that stuff, that's fine. But this is something that is going to be running all the software that you're using in the next couple of years. I guarantee it. NFTs are mainly contextualized as digital art, but the true long-term value comes in the technology, which are smart contracts. So a smart contract is essentially just a piece of computer code that runs on the blockchain and it locks it there forever. They remove the need for a mediator when two parties want to exchange a valuable digital product or assets. Like I said, in 10 years, everything will run on smart contracts from business deals to purchases of every single day goods. So we're talking about, you know, your contract with a client as an agency, real estate contracts, all the way down to goods being purchased at CVS. So another big tip here that I got from Nick Eubanks over at Traffic Think Tank is on is how smart contracts will be used for affiliate marketing. I thought this was very interesting. Essentially what he said is there's already some companies that are working on using smart contracts for brands and publishers to leverage additional layers of commissions, including ongoing transaction revenues that are being retained by the original owner of the token. So what that means is that right now, affiliate marketers are relied simply on a link that somebody clicks on, it appends the URL and they have to purchase. As we move to the blockchain, that will be much easier to track, not only in terms of digital attribution, but then also secondary market purchases. So if somebody goes on to take another action, we can credit that back to the original owner of the token. So again, this concept of democratization, this concept of giving power back to creators to the owners of actual pieces of content, we're gonna see a big change in affiliate marketing. I think that's gonna be big for affiliates too, right now who are struggling to try and keep their commissions up with the way that the entire internet is basically policing affiliates. Another big one too that Nick pointed out to me is the ability for companies to use profits, profits from the secondary sales to build treasury support, charitable causes and offset tax liabilities. So for example, we go back to Adidas making 22 million off of their initial drop of their NFT package. All those NFTs can now be resold on the secondary market, just like their sneakers are. But now Adidas will get credit. They'll take a piece of all those secondary sales. They'll actually get cash or Ethereum really for any time one of their NFTs is being sold in the secondary market. And this will happen dozens, if not hundreds, if not thousands of times for all their NFTs. So imagine all the additional cash that's coming back into Adidas. What they can do is they can just basically say, okay, all this additional cash, we're just gonna roll this over into a nonprofit organization, which they can then use to offset their tax liability and probably completely offset their tax liability with the amount of money that would be made off that $22 million. You can think about how many times those things will be resold. And as the more they get hyped up, the more people see it, the more people want to buy it. Again, this happens with sneakers right now. Nike will drop a pair of Jordans. They'll sell out, you know, before they even hit the internet. And then they'd be re they're just marked up and resold for five times the amount right away. And Nike gets no credit for that. NFTs and the blockchain are going to change that. And it's going to be pretty awesome. So use case number five is moving to a true creator's economy. And this is a little bit more in the future, but this ties into what I just talked about. The ability to create something and imprint it in the blockchain that's yours forever and then be able to sell it and then resell it and then actually getting credit for that is going to be massive, especially with all these influencers that we've seen pop up that are constantly getting their stuff stolen or all these creators that you don't even think about. They're creating funny little memes. It might seem stupid to you, but if somebody's spending all their time doing that, they should be getting compensated for it. This technology will allow us to do that. It's a great quote from Simon Kearney. He said, this, the biggest shift is perhaps this new expectation of having equity or skin in the game. If social media gave customers a voice in the brand conversation, NFTs take this a step further, and that essentially means allowing them to be compensated. 
right? So when we talk about this decentralized internet, right now, if you post something on Instagram, that's Instagram's, they own that, that's on theirs forever, and they're gonna monetize it in the way that they know how. However, in the future, with whatever social network we're using, there will be much more of a shift back to compensating, or at least giving credit for the original creators of it. So in a sense, Instagram will just be an open platform where people can post, and all the power, all the value will go back to the creators. So the final use case here is use case number six, and this is going to impact the future of advertising. You heard me talk about this earlier. Cookies are dead. We're already seeing this happen right now. Probably by the end of this year, cookies will be a thing of the past. And this is all boiling down to privacy issues, social networks that have monopolized the internet, and have really taken all the power, and they own all the juice on the internet right now. Moving to Web 3.0, it just means a lot more privacy for people, but for us as marketers, that also means less of an ability to reach people the way that we do now. So ads, social media, Google, all these things will likely cease to exist in the way that we see them now. Instead, people will be spending a lot more time in the metaverse. And I know you're probably sitting there shaking your head, oh, I'm never gonna do that. Trust me, you probably said the same thing about cell phones, and right now that thing is glued to your hip. People will be spending a lot more time online in Web 3.0, and we're going to have to be looking for opportunities to advertise in these spaces here. So instead of news feeds, it's actually going to be more of like an immersive experience. So this isn't happening right now, but this is happening very soon. In the next five years, we're going to see a lot of Web3 advertising platforms really exploding because this is going to be the main way that we're going to be able to reach people through here or creating brand-owned experiences like NFTs, right? So again, what we're seeing here is that shift away from third party, right? That shift away from somebody else owning a billboard that you advertise, somebody else owning a TV station that you advertise on, Facebook owning the newsfeed that you advertise on. Instead, brands are now understanding that they have to create first-party experiences, meaning they have to work directly with the consumers. And creating an NFT is a way to connect directly with them, bring them into your ecosystem, and then market to them or advertise them or provide them value in a different type of way. So again, everything that we're seeing here is really starting to change. All the foundations that we built marketing on are crumbling, but people are still people. And what I mean by that is while the platforms are changing, the technology is going to change and how we interact with people are going to change, the same fundamental concepts in terms of human psychology still apply. The same way that Nike has taken the same way that Nike has understood that people buy what they think is cool. So the importance of building a brand and building an experience that allows people to communicate what they want back to the outside world has propelled them that same concept is now applying to NFTs. That concept of building a brand in terms of that Nike swoosh is now being applied to NFTs. How can we take the same type of hype? How can we build that same type of value into an NFT drop? So while I don't think that you have to go out and start buying crypto punks and poor apes, I do think that you should take a little bit of a time, take a Saturday or Sunday, spend a few hours setting up a wallet, buying some crypto, just understanding how these things work. Again, I don't think you have to invest. I don't think you have to collect, but you do have to understand what is happening and why it's happening. Because whether you like it or not, NFTs and the technology is here to stay. The market does not care about your opinion on it. They do not care if you don't like it. They do not care if you don't see the value in it. So as always, I hope you enjoyed this video. If anybody out there needs help with NFTs or marketing, please hit the link below. You can talk to our team and we have tons of ideas about how you can integrate NFTs and all sorts of other things into your marketing through our agency, Webris. If you liked the video, please leave me a comment, like, and subscribe, and I'll see you in the next video.